impacts them every day. I think we're going to do a great job. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Man Podcast. As always, we thank you for the time. We really appreciate it. Won't take it for granted. And we're going to ask a favor. If you can and you get value from these shows, please share them with a friend you know will get value from it as well. Hit that subscribe button to get a new episode each and every single week. And of course, leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing. And brand new, make sure you check out and join the Noble Knights community. If you are serious, if you are a man looking to unlock your potential, because we have a group of great guys in that mastermind that's pouring into each other because we're all about connecting men in pursuit of their potential. And we do that by embracing discomfort, cultivating community, and putting wind in each other's sails. We're getting wind in our sails today by our guest coming out of the West Coast. I remember one of the first times we linked up, I texted you 7 a.m. my time, which was 4 a.m. your time, which you were quick to let me know. (laughs) I'm like, uh, don't expect an answer. Bro, yeah. please don't expect an answer. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Ingram on the call, man. Sales genius, speaker, author, podcast host, just all around great guy, man. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, thank you so much. Honored to be over here on the Modern Man podcast. So, and yeah. again, everyone, if you get anything out of any one of the episodes, please leave a review. <laughs> you have no idea how important the review is. And this isn't my show. I'm just letting you know, as a podcaster and a guy with a show myself, what am I, what are we looking for? Other people need to feel the energy that comes off of Ted and whatever guest he brings in. When you leave that review, it helps the the podcast site promote it out to more people. So yeah. let's not, let's not leave them under yeah. a rock. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Get in there, leave a review, share it with somebody <laughs> else that's there. Cause the only way the magic gets shared is by you absolutely and hey the the content is free this is this is how you can pay us and do something for us is if you appreciate it and you like it leave a review let us know but joe i want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the audience uh, to the to the people listening to the people watching on youtube so quickly take the floor let them know who you are what you do and then we can talk a little bit more about uh the sales genius and and everything you've learned and you can share Fantastic. Joe Ingram. Yes, I I am a husband, a father. I am an author. I'm also the sales genius, which is because I'm a sales authority. I've already clocked over $1.7 billion in sales. Um, I run very large organizations in my work life, right? That, That I had. So I break up my lives to, you know, I was a kid, free and clear, right? Living off mom and dad. Right. Then started working. And that's when the work life started. Mine started at the age of seven. Hmm. Okay. And so when I started working and I was working all the way up until 2017. Wow. So when I, in 2017, I, I had the, uh, you know, the oops, did we pull the carpet out from underneath you kind of moment where um, I had a, the owner of the company that I just turned around for him mm-hmm. right in seven months. I turned it around to a 55% increase in year-over-year sales and running it profitable for the first time. He bought he bought the company originally like three months prior to bringing me in, yeah. but he did that. And then what did what did he do? He goes, oh, I need to find the right person to run it. So he he brought me in to run it. And then so I came in, changed all the stuff, put it around, did what I do, which is the the sales side of things for for everything. And a lot of my sales success comes from automotive, but I've done um, insurance, I've done software sales, mm-hmm. uh, video gaming industry, 
right? I've done a lot of different industries, moving industries, chiropractic, dental, right? All of these different, these realms of sales and everything can be pushed around and put in. And I know part of the modern man is you could have a job, you could have a job and a side hustle, or you could have a job, a job that you don't like, and you need to get that side hustle producing as a main hustle, or you just want to jump into entrepreneurship, right? All of which are great goals to have. Um, I'm the the more analytical individual, so I want to map out a plan first. Yeah, I want to make sure that you know I don't don't do this. So I, I married my bride. She is the jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down. And that's not me. That's me. Yeah. I'm so not that guy. <laughs> right. My Mine is, okay, let's measure out the runway. I got the wings, they're working. And then whoosh, I go. So, so it was a big shock for me because I've always seen the end coming because I was determining it. Mm, nice. And yeah. so, so it was always like, oh, I know I'm leaving. I'm going to bounce to this, or I'm going to go do this. But um, in September of 17, um, the owner of the company I was working for, had, and I had a side hustle, and it was teaching the sales and stuff like that for other industries other than the one I was in. I wouldn't teach my competition. <laughs> and then uh, I, I was working, and I was turning it around, and then I get, you know, the guy walks in, and this is the brutal part, right? It's my birthday. Mm. I'm there on a Saturday at the company working with my team. He walks in and says, you know, I haven't been able to sleep a lot lately um, because I know what I plan on doing on Tuesday after the holiday weekend for Labor Day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, you haven't been sleeping well? He goes, no, no, because on Tuesday, uh, I'm going to let you. And I was like, why are you letting me go? And he said, I got to bring in a heavy hitter to come in and take it to the next level. And I said, I haven't even been here a year and we're up 55%, right? The yeah, the manufacturer has come out to say, "What the heck just happened?" The store is like leading the, you know, in all of the Western United States, stuff like that. And he was like, "He goes, yeah, I got to do that." So then I'm I'm sitting down, going, "Wow, now what is it I'm supposed to be doing?" Because I didn't see it coming, and I didn't plan for it. Mm. But I've always had that side hustle vibe that, and again, it's it's probably that you know that inner whisper, that voice that tells you, right, this could go away at any time. This could go away at any time. Yeah. And so the the goal was always to build that side hustle. And I always had things that I was juggling to get into it, uh, to always have something outside of work. So it sounds like you had that plan from, from the get-go, which is something I say here on, on Modern Man is you, you have to protect the purse in terms of like, if you're sitting on one stream of income, it could be... 50,000, it could be a hundred thousand, it could be a million dollars a year, but one stream of income for me is, is just not, it's not it's comfortable. Yeah. It's, you have, I mean, I mean, you have one, one source of income. You don't even have a parachute, right? You might have some yeah. savings. You might have some, some things that you're, you're, you're building towards, but if you don't even have an investment account, that's getting some, some dividends or some returns on it. If you're not investing towards the future, if you're not trying to build some type of streams of income, because I do want to be clear that like streams of income could be real estate investing. That could be your 401k. That could be your Roth IRA, right? There's income in that as long as your money is working for you. Right. But also right. some of the more aggressive approaches in terms of investing in a business, growing a business. But I also say investing in yourself. And a lot of that comes to acquiring skills. And and quite frankly, 
what I wish I knew at a younger age was one of the most important skills to learn would be selling. So as I'm talking to the sales genius, I I have two questions that come to mind. I'm sure you've been asked them before was first, what was the first thing you ever sold? And, And then two, why selling in the first place? Like why land on selling? What was it that pulled you there? How did you stumble on it? And then what got you going so deep into it? I'm thinking the first thing I ever sold was my parents on giving me candy that I didn't earn. Yeah. Right. You know, cause <laughs> as a child, don't we have that where we're just like, can I have it? Can I have it? I want that. I want that, but I'll be good. Um, I'll do this. I'll do this. Mm-hmm. I'll do this. So even as a child, but, um, one of the things that, uh, I, I did sell was the candy bars for little league. Mm-hmm. So in little league baseball, they were like, oh, you got to do the fundraisers and do it. And so to me, I was like, wow, this is this is really easy because I walk up to people, I show them the box, I let them choose. And I go, how many do you want? I didn't know Ooh. to say, would you like a chocolate bar? Because in my mind, of course, you want a chocolate bar. There's ones <laughs> with nuts. There's ones with caramel. There's Krispies, right? So, mm-hmm. But my question wasn't one of yes or no. My question that I offered them was, which one? And so when you look at that, they were like, oh, okay. And then when they picked up one, I would go only one (laughs) as the question. But notice nothing I gave was yes or no. Do you want to buy one? No, thank you. Go away, little boy. Mm -hmm. Right? And so you have to understand how you approach and what you say when you're dealing with people is what's going to either resonate with them or... Are you actually giving them? Now, guys, this was not some, this was instinctual. This was, my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned gas stations when I grew up. So I just watched people all day long. I had a great, so starting at seven, I was pumping gas. Yeah. Right. In people's car in the full serve side. So out in California, you have full serve or self-serve. We don't have full serve anymore, but you get to pull in, pay, you know, more money per gallon and somebody pumps the gas for you, washes the window. That was my job when I was seven. And so I used to go before school and go there, but I got a real education on people and how they interact and what they're doing. And so it just became very instinctual to make sure I asked questions that got me the answers I wanted, as mm-hmm. opposed to just asking a question that you feel is a good question or you feel you should ask. And so, it, and again, that's carried me through my career. Looking at that sales to me, was something very easy. Like I'm an electrical engineer by degree. Mm -hmm. So I'm an electrical engineer by degree, but my personality is way too big. And based on, in my family dynamic, you had to have sense of humor. You had to be sarcastic. You had to get that because, I mean, it was brutal at Thanksgiving if someone made a mistake. Because, you know, it was like everybody went... And, and jumped on that person and you were the running running joke till New Year's, right? When somebody else made a mistake. And so to me, the answer was it sales has always come easy for me. And it I believe it's because I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. And most people do. Like I I teach when I go into companies and I go, look, I, everybody, when you leave tonight, I want you to go talk to your spouse, talk to three family members, right? Or dear friends, whoever's in the circle and say, I'm in sales, and see if their lip does that. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you're in sales. Oh, right? Yeah. And so then you realize if you agree with them, then sales might not be the best industry for you, or you have not created a skill set 
that will carry you in that. Your brain knows, right? Yeah. And a lot of this stuff, you can say psychological, uh, and there's a lot of great things that we can we can tweak with people, and it's a psychological thing to get them to feel better in purchasing. But a lot of what you're doing is it, it's the transference of energy. Okay. That's what sales is. So if you walk up to somebody and you instantly like them, mm-hmm. okay, or you get a DM at four in the morning and you ain't even mad about it. Right. You <laughs> you already like these people. And he was replying to mine. He was yeah. he, he didn't go, hey, let me go talk to you. I was sliding right? in at 4 a.m. <laughs> right. Exactly. I slid in during the day, my time. Reasonable but, hours. <laughs> yes. So, but again, you have to stop and say, we're all uncomfortable in everything we do until we take the steps, as you self-improvement part, until you master the skill. Once you do, then the enigma, the the stink of whatever it is, is gone. And so that's what I look at. How much have you invested in that craft yeah. to get there? I was going to ask that because I think sales for some people, like they hesitate. They, there's a, like a taboo around it of like people who are like, oh, I'm not in sales. I don't want to be in sales. To your point, as kids, kids are great salespeople. Like they, they automatically know how to... Um, intuitively pay attention to people kind of try and lean in to get what they want a little bit they'll ask more than once they will follow up they'll like they'll remember you promised them something two weeks ago understand incentives yeah right little kids will barter and bargain with you Mm -hmm. right what if i clean my room what if i do (laughs) this right they come up they already got that down and sometimes we forget that the offer Okay, is great. But if there's an incentive to take action on the offer, that's even better. Mm. And so I will tell you right now, the easiest thing for anybody to do what I did was I I went and dove into mastering people. Okay, so I dove in to see, can I find a way so that I know who people are before they talk to me? So that way I don't have to have that awkward pause in between where we're both trying to feel out. Am I allowed to say something political? Am I allowed to say something religious? Am I allowed to say something, whatever, right? We all look and go, can I judge the person on, are they going to be too prim and proper? Can I get down and dirty, right? Is the, is humor going to be okay with this individual? So for me, I just, I, I dove into personality training. Like when I was 19, I dove at, dove into the disc personality. Yeah. And so, and I went through the, the personality book. Now, one of the things too, like there's stuff in our head. Let's say you're a five-year-old kid running around outside, kicking the ball. And your mother is outside on the porch talking with your aunt and says, Oh my gosh, I had the worst interaction with the salesperson over at that store today. Or I can't believe that. Your brain picks up worst interaction with the salesperson. Mm. So you have stuff in your head. Anything prior to the age of seven has taught you how you're going to define love, how you, your relationship with money, right? It's going to define your, your parents or the surrounding people around you at that time are going to feed you what biases are. 
How do we undo that conditioning when in terms of sales? How do we kind of like lean into that skill? Because I think there's a lot of guys listening or watching who are like, man, I have this idea. I have this business, or maybe I just started a sales job to maybe give myself more earning potential. Right. Right. Uh, How do we kind of start programming and honing in and kind of learning that skill? So if you understood that if you had the cure for cancer, Okay, you had a pill that could cure cancer. Do you realize if you ran into the cancer ward and said, everybody take this pill, take this pill, it'll cure your cancer. You may get one or two people that'll go, you know, at this point in time, it's worth it. Everybody (laughs) else, you have to sell them. Yeah, You'd have to sell them on what's in it, why it works, what the benefit would be, all that stuff you'd have to do. And And if you stop and look and go, all I'm trying to do is help you. All I'm trying to do is help you from your current situation to get you out of it. Mm. That's all I'm doing, right? Do you believe cancer patients have pain? I'm trying to get you out of pain. Yeah. Okay? So does that make me a jerk? Does that make me, ooh, your lips should go up if the guy's trying to take me out of pain? (laughs) No, right? And if you define it as I'm just going to help people buy something that they know they need. Okay. Sales can be dirty and squirmy and what have you. And that's when I disregard the prospects wants, needs, desires, and I force mine onto them. And based on my personality being dominant over theirs, they buy it and regret it. Yeah. I think we're conditioned in a world right now where we're not necessarily getting sold, we're getting spammed. And I think people lose the differentiation between the two. If someone's landing in your DMs or if someone's stopping you on the street saying, hey, take this, take this, they're not trying to sell you. They're spamming you. You know, that's unsolicited. But if you walk into a store and someone says, hey, are you having trouble finding anything? What are you in for today? That's selling. That's actually helping. Right. And that's, and again, I will tell you too, when they walk in and go, what can, you know, what can I help you find is a better, how can I help you? And mm. most, most stores, when you walk into it, they go, how can I help you? Well, what you just did was you triggered a question to me that I have to define the question, come up with the answer, and then give it to you. If you ask anybody and go, how can I help you? Not one person jumps at you right away to tell you what it is. They stop. They have to process, even though I knew exactly what I was going in for. Yeah. Right? So I don't do that. I just walk up and go, hi, I'm happy to help you. Look at the difference. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to help you. And now the other individual gets that little dopamine hit because they were like, oh, I made him happy. Okay. So I've already elevated the situation just from my wording. Yeah. So if I drop that in and go, I'm happy to help you. One thing it also does is it retains my expertise. Because I said, I'm happy to help you, which means I know what it is you need and I know how to get it. Mm-hmm. Where if I said, how can I help you? It means I don't even know how to do my job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I already know how to do my job. Okay. You don't have a business until a product is sold. Nothing Ooh. in this world is ever put out. Look at everything you do. Look at the globe behind you. Right. Look at the Alchemist book, which is a great book behind you. Right. That had to be sold. Mm-hmm. Whether or not somebody came up to you and said, here, you need to buy this book, 
which typically happens with great books. But again, you could log on the web. Okay. Okay. There's a, there's a saying in sales that says it takes seven touch points before someone feels comfortable in buying from you. Mm. So they have to see you on social media. They go on another social media platform. They see you, right? They go on a podcast, see you're on the podcast. And then they go, wow, I'm starting to like this individual. By the time you get to seven times, you go, I will reach out or I'll purchase something. Okay. Okay. And so how do I get those seven touch points to happen faster? I will tell you, Google already understands this. Google is already up to 500 touch points. Ooh. Okay. So if you look, right, average age here, 18 to 35, right, in the modern man, if you look at that, I've already passed that. I think if you add the first number and the second number, you get to me. You're in there. But You're in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so if you look at it, Google is already looking at what you do for a living, what you buy, what you're doing now and saying, you may need reader glasses in 12 years. So they set reader glasses up 12 years from now in your profile. And then they backtrack it all the way through and say, okay, these are the kind of things people need on their way to getting glasses as they're getting older. Wow. And so, so when you get to the point you need glasses, by the time you buy glasses online and they know it, they're going to start showing you orthopedic shoe inserts or something, right? <laughs> and go, hey, you need those socks that are compression socks because you're getting older. All of these things, it, it's, it's laid out in computerized perfection to move you through the confidence scale to actually purchase something. Yeah. But right now, if you, if you said, Hey, I, I have my side hustle. I want to get it bigger. Do you have time to wait for years to get through 500 touch points? No, no, no. you don't. Okay. <laughs> and so when I, when you look at that, the answer is what can you do to get yourself out there? Like to me, add, add streams of income. I have one stream of income that pays me $167 a month and has for three years. It's not bad. Do you think I go, I don't want it. Refuse the direct deposit. No. <laughs> if you walk down the street and there's $200 bills right on the ground, you'd be like, I'm picking it up. Yeah. Okay. So again, it doesn't have to be that every one of your streams of income is a million dollars a year. You got to think of it and let it compound over time, mm -hmm. right? I don't get upset when all of a sudden I check on one day, I check my account balance the next day, it's $167 higher. And I don't <laughs> go, this is wrong, right? I can't handle this. No, it, it, it's always a good thing. So set up anything you can set up to get you there. But what I want to, I want to help everybody do, because I, I learned this, Scott Duffy, he sold like two companies to um, Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. And so I, li I listen to him when it comes to being an entrepreneur. He said, as an entrepreneur, we grab that one idea that we have, and that's the nail. And then we take our work and our effort, which is the hammer, and we start tapping on that nail, trying to tap it down. And then we go, ooh, another idea. We grab another nail. Now mm -hmm. I got a hammer in each hand. Okay. I've got a yeah. hammer in each hand, and I'm trying to hit two nails at the same time. Okay. Now, as an entrepreneur, I go with five ideas. Now, mind you, that first nail never got pounded into the board. It's, it's still, still there. there. 
Yeah. It's still there sticking out. And I'm going here. I'm trying to hold five hammers in my arms while I'm hammering these all down. We forget to go drive the first nail home and be done. Okay. Yeah. And, and as men, right, we interpret things different than most people. So as a modern man, learn to learn to shift this focus, but we feel a lot of pressure. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, right? We decide that we have to get out there and we got to provide and it's got to be more money than anybody I know. And it's got to be this or that. And you say, okay, that doesn't have to be it. Finish this one avenue. Okay. That $167 a month that comes into my account, I sold a product that had a residual component the three years ago. I sold it once. Yeah. Right. And then it's a, it's a payment based off data usage for the phone system I sold. Yeah. And it wasn't my phone system. I just knew the phone system guy and I knew the person who needed a phone system and I connected them and I, I get $167 a month. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. Yeah. So do that <laughs> 10, 12, 15 times. All of a sudden it becomes some pretty decent money. Yeah. And what so would, what would you what say you is the separation between uh, a good salesperson and uh, just a mediocre salesperson or what say a good salesperson and a great salesperson? Great salespeople listen. Mm. Mediocre, average, and even the good ones don't listen. They don't listen to what's there or they listen with the intent to respond mm. as opposed to just listening. Because there's plenty of times that someone will argue with you and go, the price is too high. And if you're like, Woo, I already wrote down what the answer is. I know exactly what to say. I'm going to slap them with this one, <laughs> right? I come back and go, so if the if the price were lower, you'd be ready to do something right now? Oh, and if it was, and you're like, okay, you go to old cheesy sales guy now. Yeah. Right? It comes up where if you just sat there with them, let them let them talk. Because again, that's a reflex. I tell people all the time. So I love being over the phone, right? So like if if I turn off my camera, I can tell you that I look just like Brad Pitt and I'll <laughs> continue that way, okay? <laughs> and so, but over the phone, I can be Brad Pitt. I can be who I need to be over the phone. And so that's why I love doing phone training. But the reason we do that is because I can match whoever I'm with. And if I pause long enough on the phone, then only a couple questions come up, which is, um, is it available? Mm -hmm. Do right. How much is it? And what are my options to buy it with? That's all. That's all you're going to hear. But that's because you chose to pause and and not you're, you weren't listening to them. You were presenting at them instead of sharing with them. Mm. Two different things. If I share an opportunity with you versus if I present to you this opportunity and most people get caught up in the let's do a presentation. Right. A, a lot of my biggest deals ever. I didn't even have a contract with me. I didn't ever have to show him anything. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting with a client right now. And he said, so how do you think? be? And I said, well, look, if we're going to look for scalability, if we're going to look for how do we get past this point that we're at right now, we have to establish structure and a process for how everything gets done in each one of the businesses we buy. And he goes, you're right. Um, tell me how much it is and go get, go make it, go give me the outline. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't have any visual aids. Oh, wait, I don't have, you know, I don't have a PowerPoint to show you. 
right? But it was just dealing with the individual because I listened to what they wanted. They asked the question. I gave a valuable enough answer that they were like, well, that's the vision I have too. So go make it happen so I don't have to. You think timing plays into that too? Or if, if you're, if the person is ready to buy versus if they're on the fence, not necessarily there, like does, I guess the circumstances of the buyer come into play because that sounds almost like the buyer was ready and you had the information and they're like okay go for it whereas i guess other people might need a little bit more convincing time but would that individual have asked the initial question if he wasn't in a position to to try to take action Mm. Mm -hmm. okay so if if you sit back and say when do you go to the store Okay. Do you sit back like you like today, if you have the rest of the day off, do you go, I'm really bored. Let's go to the grocery store. And you're just going to buy around. something. Right. You have intent to go buy something unless you're cold calling somebody. When you cold call, they don't know who you are and they don't know where it came from. And yeah. then you have to investigate, find out what their issue is. But a lot of times we know. We can tell you what I, I can tell you. What are some of the things podcasters go through? And what's the pain? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because why? Because I've done podcasting for a while. Mm -hmm. So you go, a brand new podcast person's going to go, how do I do podcasting? And I got asked that question so often, I just threw up a video on YouTube of how to start a podcast for free. Yeah. So so when somebody says that, I listen to you say it and I go, here's a link. Go watch it. Okay. And then if you have questions, reach out to me. But most people will start and explain everything to them right there. And they're not in a position to do anything. They were just asking, Mm. right? There's a lack of qualification. Just gathering information and building familiarity. I would assume hey, that YouTube video, the fact that they reached out to you was one touch. The YouTube video is probably two touches. So you're getting two touches in that exchange as they're getting more prepped to maybe use your services. Correct. And so, and what happens at the end of a YouTube video, it pops up other YouTube videos of mine. Mm-hmm. So the the beauty of social media and what have you, as long as you're not completely fake on your social media, and I think we can all smell that. Yeah. Right? It's, it's one of those things where you look at it and say, hey, I like that person because I've seen enough of their videos to see that they're consistent with their personality. Mm-hmm. And each one of those, right? So if I... If I got to get from a set to seven different touch points, then I could watch seven, seven TikToks, seven IG reels. Okay. I can look at seven of your last posts. So are, are your posts representative of what you want to be out in the world? Okay. So it's one of those situations. Go look at it. I always tell people, pull up your grid and look at it. Why? Because my, my friend Brad Lee pulled mine up on a mastermind meeting. And was like, look at this, you're all over the place. And I was like, okay, make sure whatever is up on there is truly a reflection of me for people to say, I want to evaluate Joe, not just put up all these different things. Yeah. So, but one of the things I want to tell everybody, and it'll take the, the sting out of sales. My answer is my ego doesn't matter. And I have one, I'm not going to lie. I got an ego, (laughs) but my ego doesn't matter in a sales transaction. Okay. I have to determine who do I have to be for them to be comfortable enough 
to buy. Okay. Now I'm not saying I'm going to lie and change all this stuff. I'm saying, guess what? There's times on the life of the party. There's times that I'm quiet and reserved. There's times that I'm in charge and then there's times where I can build a spreadsheet that would hurt most people's heads. Yeah. Okay. So I will access whichever part of me best resonates with them. And so it's that, but again, what am I doing? I have to focus on you. I have to sit across from you, focus on you and try to determine what's there. Do you know that actual attention is so rare nowadays Mm -hmm. for somebody to be sitting across from you and not sitting there looking at this instead, Mm -hmm. right? Going while they're staring at you (laughs) and they look at you, right? So true attention, if you're actually looking at the individual that you're talking to is, is genuine and it's, it's very lacking. In fact, kindness nowadays comes off as flirty yeah it does it does and it's like (laughs) and it's like i'm like i don't need anybody else with an attitude because i was taught to hold the door open yeah yeah (laughs) i don't care who you are i'm holding the door i'm not letting it slap and hit you yeah you don't have to do that okay yeah you got issues (laughs) well let me ask you this uh as we come towards the end of the podcast um Mm -hmm. let's say someone's listening they're jumping into learning sales. Maybe they're looking to up their earning potential, build another stream of income. The second question is what to sell. I know you use the, uh, you know, the cancer pill thing. And clearly you want to sell something that's helping people, maybe something that that person is going to have a connection to that they know they could stand behind. But what would you say to someone who's looking at an option of getting into sales, finding what to start selling in the first place? So, I find it's easier to sell things you're already using. Okay. Okay. So if you look over, so if you love that, that boom for your microphone, that's something really easy for you to do. What do you do? If you bought it on Amazon, you go to Amazon, you go to Google, type in Amazon associates, fill out the little paperwork there. They'll give you a link. Then you can go out anybody that's there and go, Oh my goodness. I will tell you, I bought on Amazon a, one of those little ring lights. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it had two ring lights came down to a phone holder in the middle. Okay, and I bought that thing. And then in during all this stuff, everybody goes, the lights coming at you from both sides. What what are you using? I'm like, Oh, it's a dual one. And they're like, Can you show me what it was? I'm like, I'll send you a link. Yep. Okay. I didn't go, I'm selling ring lights today. <laughs> right? That's not what I said. I never put out an ad to go, you need this ring light. Trust me. No, it was just me helping somebody else that got there. But you got to find out what you're passionate about. And if you're finding out what you're passionate about, once you have that, now go look for somebody who needs that product sold. Mm. And now you can go in because, again, you're congruent. The worst thing you can do is not be congruent. Yeah. So if you're saying one thing but feel the other way, it's not going to work. Now, some people can do it. I think they're called psychopaths. But, you know... That's because they're in it only for that. But one thing you can do, like, okay, I'll give you an easy thing to do. I teach people how to make journals. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's a journal? A book with no words in it. It's literally what I'm writing on right now. Okay. So you can make that. Okay. You can go to Canva, get canva.com for free. They have journal templates inside. You can build one out, just copy the page over and over again to get 50 pages. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can go to KDP Publishing, right? Kindle Direct Publishing. You go there, upload the inside to your journal, click on the cover, 
and it'll give you sample covers, mm. right? You can put that on, okay? Title your book, your your one. Like I have one that says um, all of my conspiracy theories <laughs> and it's got a guy on the front with a foil hat on his head. Yeah. Right. And then I have another one that I did that was like all my dogs conspiracy theories. And it's a dog with a tinfoil hat on. Yeah. But and on the inside is all blank. But then I just uploaded those into Amazon and now they're for sale. Yeah. And now I can get passive income. Yeah. Similar to uh, I got your um the Clubhouse Journal book. There you go. And that yeah. was a very great opportunity in terms of clubhouses blowing up. I'm sitting in these meetings, learning so much, writing on these pieces of paper. And you're like, here's a journal that right. you could write in, keep. And it's kind of like you have it formatted for them to, hey, this is the room. This is the date. This is what I learned. And this is who was in it. Yeah. You set it up for people. Yeah. But I will tell you, when Clubhouse was booming, I did that once. It took me probably two hours because I was not adept at putting it all together. Yeah. But um, it took me two hours to put that together, put up on there. I added it to my profile. I never ran ads. Okay. But all I did was I, I did that. I put it out there. I was making 300 bucks a month passively mm. because clubhouse was so big, but it came out of a need from me mm. was because I had all these notepads and post-it notes with all the great information I heard. I was scribbling. I was like, I have no way to figure this out again on how to use it. Yeah. How to use the information I've collected. So there was a need. I built my own and I was like, this will be a good thing. And then just made it look pretty on the cover and put awesome. it out there. Awesome. Right? I love it. So, Joe, I want to make sure that folks can learn more on, on how to sell, how to maybe get out of their own way when it comes to selling. And it's a skill I think each and every single person uh, has used at one point in time in their life mm -hmm. and could definitely benefit from whether you're selling yourself to a new job or whether you're you're selling uh, some products online for some passive income to help build your financial foundation uh, for comfort. So I would love for folks to find out how to get more of your stuff and even join your war games group for all the training and, and the videos and things that you have going on there as well. Sure. The easiest way to find me, so I'm the sales genius. So if you go to thegeniuslinks.com, that's actually the landing page that is going to have everything that's out there. You'll see I have a couple um, stores like for merchandise that I come up with. So if something comes up, like I can literally show you how you can start drop shipping stuff for free. Yeah. Kind of deal. And so you're like, oh, I have an idea about a t-shirt. Then go make it. Go make it. And print on demand. it's easy to, yeah. Print on demand is the easiest thing. And then if you, and you go to, joinlaunchcart.com and you can sign up for free. They just take 3% of sales instead of charging you monthly like a Shopify or somebody else. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But you can have an online store and put out your stuff. And it's, it, again, there's going to be no expense to you until a product is sold. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. And yeah. so to me, that <laughs> makes, that makes perfect sense. Go out there. So everything I try to do is, is logical, but I'm very passionate about keeping logical. Yeah. So. Keep logic, logic. I love yes. it. Uh, look, Joe, this has been amazing. I have one more question before I wrap up. And this is the heavy one. I usually save it for the end. Um, okay. But um, what is something you, you've seen or experienced in your life that shapes the way you view the world as a man? Okay. Um, I will tell you that my parents were foster parents, me growing up. 
And I had over 20 little sisters come through my house. Wow. And so I saw what the worst of what a man could be because mm-hmm. all those kids ended up in our house for a reason. And so when I look at that, that that shaped the way I, I look at every person as to what's coming at. They're trying to get something from me. They're going to hurt. They're going to do that. And it took a lot of self-help work mm-hmm. to get to the point where I could trust another person, right? Another man to actually not have a hidden agenda. Yeah. And so, but based on that, I've been really good at being able to, like one of my affirmations that it comes in is like, I can see the true essence of anyone. Yeah. So I, I, and I say that to myself because I believe it and it's like, okay, when I walk up to somebody, I'm like, not a good person. I'm not going to do it. But (laughs) if I didn't have all that crap that happened before, I don't, Say that again, you cut out at the end right there. Oh, sorry. I said, if I didn't go through all that crap, then I never have that heightened sense to actually understand that what's there. And I can I can see the internal motivations when I look at people more so than uh, the average person would. Yeah. So. Sometimes those things that uh, that play into our benefit that we don't realize until we look at it in hindsight. Right. Yeah. Right. You look back and go, wow, I'm better for it when it was not good going through it. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, this has been amazing. And I'm I'm so thankful you shared some time with us to help teach us on on selling, on on how we can set up some extra streams of income. You left some great tools for people, launch cart, KDP publishing, and also having the ability to go to Canva for free to build out your journals. These are things that people could do right now to set themselves up for selling products and, and moving forward. Um, thank you again. And I'm just going to recap really quick some of the things you said along the way. Uh, sure. Map Mapping out a plan. First starting, some of us jump in head first, build a parachute on the way down. Others want to map out a plan first. Uh, I could say there's benefits to both, but when you have both working together, I think that's the dynamic that really yep. sets it up. That's why my wife and I work well. I jump in head first. She wants to know what B is before I uh, go to A. So that works pretty well. And um, of course you want a chocolate bar. I love when you said that. Like, how many do you want? Not do you want one? Would you want right. one? And for those that are learning about selling, maybe rephrasing the question, not so much as a yes and no, but knowing the questions to ask in order to get the answers that you're looking for. And it's all about transference of energy. You're transferring energy and you're using uh, the likeness, your personality, you're listening and you're connecting with the person and helping them in that transaction. Understand incentives. As kids, we're really good at that. Understanding that there's there's an offer. An offer is one thing, but when you add the incentive to it, uh, that's what's helpful for the sale. And find out who people are beforehand. You mentioned doing the work of being able to identify who who you're working with, who you're talking to. Reminds me of the concept. I believe it's it's the thinker, the uh, the director, the socializer, and the relator. And I know there's a lot of different ways and the, the, a lot of different things and and names for them, but kind of in essence, is this a thinker? Is this someone who wants to know the analytics and and the nuts and bolts? Is this a director, somebody who wants to be in control? Is this a socializer, somebody who wants to be kind of the life of the party, maybe take them out to lunch where there's more things happening? Or is this a relator where, you know, ask about their family, ask how their weekend was and and get more in tune with their actual personal experience? Remember too, a confused mind will never buy. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) So, so the second somebody wants to go, I can't do this, or I don't know if I should, I immediately say, I'm so sorry. 
I must have confused some situation. So I'm not going to give up just because you want time to think about it. I'm going to say, I apologize. I must have made it more difficult, right? You don't give somebody 27 options to purchase. Yeah. The brain, the brain can handle three at most. Good to and know. So, so you can do that. And most will pick the middle of whatever those three are. Yeah. Good to know. I mean, I think the um, movie theater does that pretty well as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only 25 cents more for a larger version. Yeah, and I didn't realize medium was already seven bucks, but exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy to help you, and you don't have a business until something is sold, and then set up a stream of income somehow, some way. Don't be comfortable with just one. And in sales, you need to listen if you want to set yourself apart. And my ego doesn't matter in a sales transaction. Look for what that person needs and be who that person needs. Man, Joe, this was amazing. Thank you so much for the knowledge, for that feedback, and for a little bit of that sales training today, because I think uh, we have some uh, some tools that we could use for the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. If somebody wants to do journals, I have a program. And if you just mention the podcast, so if you message me and mention the podcast, I'll give it to you for free. Oh, I love that. And I'll definitely have- And that's not even selling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. It's just a touch point. Be warned. It's just a touch point. Listen, those touch points are huge, especially in the world of social media these days. And I'll also yes. have uh, links in the show notes to, to, to your website and everything for folks to follow. So that is going to be down there in their app that they're listening to and in the description here on YouTube. And uh, as, as we always say at the end of the guys, we really appreciate the support. We appreciate you rocking with us all the way. If you get value from these episodes, please do us the favor of sharing this with a friend and someone else that you know will get value. Each one, reach one. And and leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing. The only way we improve, the only way we can get better is when you give us that feedback. So we look forward to seeing that, leaving us a rating and hitting that subscribe button so you can get a new episode each and every single week with our amazing guests like Joe and some of the others that we've had. We appreciate you guys. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. <laughs>